This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you once again to the radio program, Warning. For the first time on my Warning Radio program, I have Pastor... Ronald Demeline. He's out of Tennessee, and he was in the truckers' uh, protest in Washington, D.C., and I'm sure he has a lot to share about that. But, uh, Pastor, welcome to the Warning Radio Program. Praise God. Thank you, my friend, uh, Dr. John, uh, Dr. Hanson. I want to thank Melissa Voss, she was the lady that hooked me up with you. So I want to thank her, and I want to thank you and your listening audience for having me on today. Well, I heard good things about you. Then I uh, saw some of the pictures where you actually were in with a picture of Ted, Ted Cruz, and that's inspiring. I mean, I'm glad he was involved with this protest and uh, others. But uh, I'll tell you what, we're in a bad situation in America today. And I believe we're in this situation because of the rebellious, dysfunctional church. Uh, uh, wh- what do you think about that statement, Ron? I, uh, as a pastor and traveling across the United States and, and all through the world, different places that God has taken us, being in church after church, I, I totally agree with you. There is so much the church has gotten, I, I feel and I'm not want to be condemning or just pointing the finger at people, but I feel the church has gotten so far off many times what God's original plan was. Well, you're absolutely right. The Bible says when the righteous rule, the people prosper. When evil men rule, uh, the righteous are persecuted. Uh, the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation. Make disciples, occupy, take dominion rule, reign. We're supposed to be actively involved in influencing the nations for peace and prosperity to come under the lordship of Jesus Christ, uh, Ron. Amen. And, and you know, sometimes as pastors and leadership in the church, we see kind of some of what's going on in the church. We know the world's a mess, right? The world is, a, is, a, is havoc. It's led by the, it's Satan leads the world. But when you look at the church, sometimes you wonder, are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Are we really, is the church, really the, the church was without spot or wrinkle? Is it the church that's ready, you know, uh, to be with the Lord? Well, you and I both know that 
half of the church is is under the Federal Council of Churches. Uh, that's a Marxist communist a covering. Uh, under that covering are the mainline churches, uh, the National Council of Churches, the European-based World Council of Churches. They uh, nullify sin. Uh, they they reject as far as the the need of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, many of them, if not all of them, say if you speak in tongues, it's from evil spirits. Uh, again, they they reject the apostle and prophet. In other words, they have shredded the word of God, and that's why your immoral politicians feel very comfortable in these churches. They're not challenged. These churches back homosexuality, they back abortion, and they're not challenged with their sins. I mean, that's half of the churches, Ron. You know, I, I, I can't help but go, I, as you brought that up, I can't help but think about Matthew 25 as it talks about the 10 virgins. You know, they were all virgins. They all looked alike. They all had that front and, and had that facade. And I think they really, honest to goodness, I believe the 10 virgins represent the church. They do. Half of the church doesn't have a vessel of spare oil. And you know your spare oil is the Holy Spirit. I, I'm sorry. That's my belief. That's right. It's the Holy Spirit. It's life. Half of the church doesn't even have life within them. I mean, you get into this reality that Jesus said, before you try to represent me, before you try to, if you want to say pastor a church, be my ambassador, he said, go tarry, go tarry for my power, the third person of the Trinity that operates then through you with power and authority, so you're not intimidated by culture, you're not intimidated by culture criticism. In fact, you teach and preach a higher culture. You confront evil. You don't back abortion, homosexuality, or you're afraid to speak against it. Oh, Pastor, uh, uh, Dr. Hanson, I'm, you know, I work with pastors all the time, so forgive me, but Dr. Hanson, I'm, I'm telling you, it's almost mind-boggling that ministers across this United States, I heard one, I watched a TV show where he said that he has evolved on homosexuality. There's no involvement on homosexuality. God called it an abomination. And and, and we don't want to be mean to homosexuality. God loves, you know, he loves everybody and he will change you and clean you up. But we cannot accept that. You cannot accept abortion. You cannot accept these things. You can get forgiveness for them. God can change you. Any woman that's had an abortion, God, if she'll turn to the Lord, he'll bless her and forgive her. But my goodness, we cannot accept these things. Now, these things uh, constantly lead us into a, a gradual and steep decline into a beast mentality where we finally are judged. I mean, what do you think Sodom and Gomorrah was all about? Yes, absolutely. Look what happened. And is it God has evolved? So so God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah over homosexuality. It was very clear. I mean, they were so twisted they wanted to sleep with angels. Uh, you know, it was twisted. And God destroyed those cities over that. And yet he's going to let America, Israel, any nation, you know, get by with these sins. Oh, God help us. Now, lead. I'll just listen to this. Uh, I write articles that go out, pastoral articles go out twice a month, absolutely free. If you're listening to me right now, you can just uh, send a request to warning at worldministries.org. That's warning at worldministries.org. Say so you want to get my free pastoral articles. Now, I'm reading from August 2011 what the founding fathers thought of Islam and homosexuality. I'll just touch on homosexuality. Quote, George Washington, 
believed sodomy was an infamous crime that was to be abhorred and detested. Thomas Jefferson authorized a bill penalizing sodomy by castration. In New York, the penalty for the, quote, detestable and abominable vice of buggery, unquote, was hanging. Likewise, Connecticut laws required the death penalty. Georgia was a little more liberal, the penalty being life imprisonment at hard labor. Maine, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Vermont, all prescribed sentences from one year at hard labor to death. What do you think of that, Pastor Ron? That's our history. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I, and and how did we get from there to a pastor, and, and, and like I said, I'm not pointing for a pastor standing up and saying he's evolved on homosexuality and that God understands and that they should have their own church and serve God. You just send a whole group of people to hell, according to my Bible. Well, I'll tell you what, the only thing he has involved, evolved with is like the planet of the apes. He's put himself into the animal kingdom and he'll be judged himself. Absolutely, my friend. I'm, I've, I write different blogs. I have a thought of the day on my website, www.worldministries.org. That's www.worldministries.org. Or you can look at my World Ministries International with Dr. Jonathan Hansen Facebook. Now, I'm going to read you a thought of the day. It says, many people in the Bible today, they don't like some of the words or the tone in which Jesus spoke the truth and challenged them. They called him judgmental. I guess every parent in God himself is guilty. Ron? Yes. You know, I think sometimes we miss what the scriptures say. Judge not lest you be judged. The world has used that one scripture to take every bit of our power away from us. Every bit of the authority that we have to pronounce God's word. And we know the scripture says very clearly that the righteous man will judge all things. But he, but he gives a righteous. That scripture was talking about giving a judge not lest you be judged. We forget the second half. It's talking about giving righteous judgments. Call homosexuality homosexuality. Abortion is murder. These things that we're doing that, that this nation is doing and now the church is accepting is against God and against God's word. Pastors need to stand up, bow their chest up, become the men of God. Jesus called them vipers and snakes. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think his tone might have been a little emotional when he drove them out of the temple. Oh, I think so, my friend. I don't think he just calmly uh, swung the, you know, the whip around and said, "Get out, please." <laughs> I think he was. Mad. I think he was mad. Yeah, the, I think there was righteous anger. I, Righteous anger. He was upset at the fact that in his t- in the holy place, it's one thing the world, you know, we expect this of the world, right? We know the world could care less. You know, Matthew 14 says, brother shall turn again. It starts talking about, it's talking about the church turning on one another. Yes. The world could care less. They're, they're, you know, it's, it, it, the world could, you know, they don't, they don't care. Well, all but it's th- the church people. All through the history, uh, since the, since the, yeah, if we want to say right at the beginning, the first century church, you had, again, different religious leaders turn against uh, those that were born again. Uh, today, uh, all through the world, in different countries, whether it was China and Watchman Nee stood up against communism, Dietrich Bonhoeffer resisting Hitler, uh, the organized church, the liberal church, turned these people in. Absolutely. And, and you saw what happened. It was a liberal church in Germany that allowed Hitler to kill six million Jews. Totally. 
Totally. It was a liberal church. This and the, was a, supposedly a Christian nation. If you research it, I, you know, I have a Jewish ministry, and, and my heart goes out, and I, you researched it, and they took a book of a, of a great pastor, and he used that book to kill six million Jews. He used a pastor's book yeah. to kill six million Jews. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, they turned against and, and, and uh, went right after and exposed Dietrich Bonhoeffer, too. Yes. Fox's Book of Martyrs are filled with those righteous men and women that died for the cause and uh, how these, quote, uh, other type of uh, religious leaders turn them in. You know, you know, Dr. Hansen, they have no power. No. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. Of the, think about that. I'm going to say this statement. This really irritates people. But you know as well as I do, it's the truth that makes us free. Yes. So, listen. God told the disciples, he said to them, he told that group that was there, he said, I want you to go to the upper room. You were talking about the, the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost coming down. And he told them to wait for power from on high. And I'm going to make this statement because God showed me this. And I said, oh, my goodness. Do you realize that that upper room experience that Peter took place did something that three and a half years of ministry with Jesus Christ did not do? That's right. After three and a half years of ministry with Jesus Christ, Peter denied him. Yes. Oh, but when he walked out of that upper room, my friend, with the power of the Holy Ghost went upon him. When Jesus said, I pray that your faith don't fail you, he was not looking at Peter denying him. He was looking forward to Peter hanging on a cross, according to the book of martyrs, upside down. You know, the Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word of God, is, the word of God is the inspiration documented in the word. It's documented. The Holy Spirit is documented in the Word of God. Yet, as you just mentioned, you can walk with Jesus, but that doesn't mean you are filled with Him, in possessed with the third person of the Trinity. You can walk with Him like they walked with Him on earth, but you can still fail like, if we want to say, half of the church is doing today. They had the religious knowledge they saw the miracles. They they understood the cross. They had those things inside them, but they did not have power to the upper room. And Jesus and said, don't even Ghost try to represent me. Don't even try to be my ambassador until you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues. My, my, my. And yet the church, what did, what, what? Uh, Peter said, he said, this promise is for you and your children and all those are far off. And they try to pretend like it ended at the day of Pentecost. Then it, well, that's destroyed because Paul had the baptism. Paul spoke it and it, he destroyed that. That was after Paul didn't even know Christ at the day of Pentecost. And you watch these things and they tried to take away the very power. People, the church has takes away the very power that they have. And if you, if you do away with one gift, don't you have to do away with all of them? Well, totally. Totally. It says, uh, you know, we need apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit until that which has become perfect has come. We have not become perfect. The Lord has not returned. We need all of the gifts of, from Jesus, the fivefold gifts of ministry, and we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need them now more than ever. If they needed those gifts that Christ gave, if the, if the church did 2,000 years ago, how much more do we need them today, uh, Dr. Hanson, with the mess that the world is in today? Well, that's exactly why, that's exactly why, Pastor, that I'm starting this tour on, on creating another 
great awakening because we need another great awakening to stop this insanity before this nation collapses from treasonous leaders from within. Uh, you were involved in Washington, D.C., in this trucker's convoy, in this protest, and I admire you for that. And uh, we need, once again, a great awakening. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. That's why, again, I have started Eagles Saving Nations. Let me just read you uh, the vision and mission. Now, I'm not going to read you the whole statements on that, but the vision and mission is to wake up Christians of the seriousness of the hour— and hold revival meetings across the world to fill stadiums, conferences, and churches focused on training, strategy, exhortation, worship, preaching, allowing the glory of God to manifest with people being baptized in the Holy Ghost and others constantly overflowing with the Holy Spirit. We want them to leave these meetings encouraged, refreshed, and strengthened with power and authority to accomplish confronting the evil forces that are trying to enslave God's people and their nation. We want to be true ambassadors of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Once again, people, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and join Eagles Saving Nations now. It's not just for the clergy. It's for every walk of life. Every walk of life. We need to influence. We need eagles rising up. We need to take back this America. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ron, we got to get back to the basics of what Jesus commanded. Absolutely, my friend. And I'm telling you what I was encouraged. You know, this nation's in trouble. Any minister, that true man of God, anybody that sees what's going on, and we've seen an election, and we've seen what's leading our country today, and all this stuff that's going on today, this nation is in trouble. But I'm going to tell you something. I spent nine days, I, I slept on a board in a dump truck, you know, because you couldn't get any rooms. You just couldn't. There was everybody. And I didn't want to leave the fellowship. But I, so much of the of those convoys, the people's convoys, the freedom convoys. These were, so many of them were Christians and they want to take back this nation, the garbage and everything that is going on. They come together and the love, the money, the uh, outpouring, the food, everything that came from all over the United States. People, doctor, people were walking up to us, giving us cards with $50 bills in it, saying this, thank you truckers for representing us. And what, and then what I realized was it's, we're talking about freedom. Yes. Freedom is the whole basis of the word of God. Totally. And what, is, what brings on freedom? The truth will set you free, make you free. Exactly. On my blog, again, a thought of the day, I'm going to read you another one. Are you a spiritual eagle, eagle or chicken? It depends on who you spend the majority of your time with. Fly with the eagles or walk with the chickens. The choice is yours. Ron? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what the problem is to the church today. We have watered down so much. And I'll tell you, I, 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 you know, as I was writing down a few notes, just thinking of it, you know, I come to the verse talks about the love of money. Yes. It's rampant in the church. You know that, my friend. It's rampant in the church. There's hirelings behind the pulpit, probably over half, maybe more. Uh, you could give you your opinion of the men of standing behind pulpits are not called of God, and they're doing it for the money. Well, you're exactly right. We talked about the liberal church, which is half of the churches, mainline churches. Yes. But then 
You got charismatic churches, Pentecostal churches, evangelical churches that supposedly believe in the statement of faith, but they're not walking in the fullness of God. They're not walking with the third person of the Trinity. Many of these churches, Assemblies of God and others, my background is Assembly of God. Many of these churches, again, their roots started with Pentecost, but now they're ashamed to be associated with this. They act like it. Uh, they don't talk about it. They don't seek God for it. Um, it's taboo. Uh, they don't want to be called Holy Roller. Absolutely, my friend. And that's where the power comes. The power. I mean, they spilled out into the street. And, you know, it, it, people could understand them in another language. God used, you know, their tongues so that people could understand them in another language. And, and it's amazing what happened that day and what's supposed to be today. And, and he, he made it so clear. I'm going to send down the power. They're powerless. And they've sold out for filthy look. How can maybe I'm I'm not mentioning that. I just don't I don't like to mention it. But I, how can a pastor today be worth two hundred million dollars and he's never done anything but preached? Well, let me tell you something. I have a problem uh, with with a pastor becoming, if we want to say, filthy rich. Um, yes, I have continually, continually. Uh, I even have before dropped my salary once I had uh, certain mortgages and bills paid off down to a thousand a month. Now you see what I do around the world. I mean, I could demand yes, a lot of money. I meet with the world yes, leaders, sir. but I'm in this for reality. Uh, I'm in this to extend the kingdom of God. I'm a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Here's another blog. This is why I'm in it. The second you die, you face reality. Are you ready for that certain event? Well, the second you die, you face reality. Are you ready for that certain event? And all of us will face it. It is appointed unto man once to die. Years and ago. We will face it. That's right, Ron. Years ago, years ago now, about 30 years ago, I was in a large church and uh, I was preaching and two angels walked in the back and, and a person saw it in the back and they sat in the back and uh, the, the power of God came. This was a big church and uh, uh, people were slain all over the place for about six hours. Well, that night I asked the Lord, why did you send your angels? And he said, my angels are in every service. Normally I don't open people's eyes to see them. And I said, well, what were they writing? Because there was two angels and they were writing down everything I said. And they said, they're in every church writing down what the person behind the pulpit says. And on judgment day, my Ouch. two holy witnesses will stand up and vindicate that man or woman behind the pulpit or condemn that person with their own words. Wow, Ron. Ouch. I just preached the sower of the seed. And here's what God showed me because we're taught all our life that, that the seed doesn't go, you know, God's word doesn't go void. And I said, but God, two thirds of the word, two thirds of the seed, you know, all the seed was good. All of it had the same sower, but they, it fell on different ground. All of it fell. But here's what the Lord showed me that when the sower of the seed, I said, Lord, but two thirds of it was wasted. He said, oh, no. Not one seed was wasted because every seed that is ever sowed, Dr. Hensel, will be used for one or two things. It will either be to convict someone and get their heart right with God and promote ministry, or it will be used for judgment. That seed that gets kicked by the wayside, it will come back on judgment day. It will be revealed and used if you had an opportunity, if you went to the thistle, if whatever route that you took. That seed will be used for judgment or it will be used 
to point the finger that you made the right decision. Oh, God. Well, I'll tell you what, this nation is in trouble, and it's because of the person behind the pulpit. What we need is Issachars behind the pulpit, men and women who knew the times and the seasons, and they fearlessly speak the truth, and they warn their people what is about to happen so they can prepare. So they can prepare and not be a victim, but they can be a conqueror. We need Issachars behind the pulpit because we are living in a day and age Jesus said, will I find faith when I return? Because the church is rebellious. The church is dysfunctional. Closing comments, Pastor Run. Here's my personal belief in many of the churches today. I believe many of the churches, the pastors, are just spiritual pushers. They're coming to church and they're getting their little fix. And it's just like a drug. It's not the true word of God, the in-depth word. We're in the last days. But things are coming down. And, and Pastors need to be preaching the truth of the gospel, not giving spiritual fixes so they can last till next week and put your money in the offering plate. That's my, but I believe there's a remnant. I believe that we have to wake that remnant up, just like you said, my friend. You've been listening to the Warning Radio Program. Special guest, Pastor Ronald Demolane from out of the state of Tennessee. He was in that trucker's convoy, Washington, D.C., I'll tell you what, I I wish I could have been with him. Ladies and gentlemen, join Eagle Saving Nations. Rise up. We need a great move of the Holy Spirit. We need to stop this insanity trying to topple the United States of America today. Again, Eagles Saving Nations. Go on my website, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. Join today. May God richly bless you. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.